You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. You are listening to the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Pharmacogenomics is the study of how genes affect a person's response to drugs. This revolutionary science combines pharmacology and genomics to develop effective, safe medications and doses that will be tailored to a person's genetic makeup. There's no better healthcare provider position to leverage the analytical power of pharmacogenomics to provide more effective medication therapies and outcomes than a clinical pharmacist. And now, here's the host of the PGX for Pharmacists podcast, pharmacist, researcher, and national pharmacogenetics expert, Ken Sternfield. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. My name is Ken Sternfeld, and I am the host of PGX for Pharmacists. I want to welcome you here today for an exciting conversation with a young man who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. He is Connor LaForge, and Connor is a university at Buffalo PharmD candidate who we've been working with for the last five weeks. Welcome, Connor. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me, Ken. Well, thanks for being here. Uh, Connor came to us as a student uh, when he chose us as an appy rotation during his six-year educational uh, process. Connor, why don't you tell our listeners how you came about to learn about our XVIP concierge and then learn about the pathway for pharmacists getting involved with PGX testing. Sure. So uh, I actually didn't choose you to begin with. I sort of uh, ended up uh, sort of on your lap, uh, per se. Um, I was originally scheduled with another uh, uh, another rotation, and that sort of fell through. So I was, you know, given a list of uh, some nearby locations that were, you know, interested in hosting some students and uh, sort of stumbled across you. Well, I won't be offended. It was great that you stumbled across us because we were fortunate enough to stumble across you as you really added a tremendous amount of insight and expertise to our rotations and future students will benefit from that. So Connor, when you showed up to this rotation, which you didn't choose, uh, what was your first, what was your first day like? Uh, So I met you at a physician's office um, and you basically explained, you know, the importance of a pharmacogenetic test and, you know, the pharmacist's role in, you know, being involved in that pharmacogenetic test. Was that something that had been uh, experienced and you had seen anything like that prior? No, as, as, you know, directly, the direct test I hadn't really, you know, had any experience with before. Well, in school, I'm sure they give you some basic information on 
pharmacogenetics uh, uh, and the study of it. Uh, did you take a course at the University at Buffalo on pharmacogenomics? Yes. So we had a pharmacogenetics class, um, you know, that, that, that reached out upon, you know, uh, the certain enzymes that, you know, break down medications and their role in basically, and their role now and their role in the future to be definitely looked at to see which ones would be uh, best to test for and best to use to indicate which medication is perfect for the patient. Um, as far as the real life application, you know, I hadn't had any experience with. Well, that's where we stepped in. Uh, so the information that you learn about the science of pharmacogenetics, you were able to put into uh, a real life application when you were working in the physician's office uh, here at RxVIP. Um, so my question is, um, in all your rotations, have you ever had the opportunity to collaborate with a physician? Uh, in the hospital, I've had that, you know, that relationship where I was, you know, able to bounce, you know, ideas off um, a physician, but n not in their own private practice. It's a little different world for, for us as pharmacists to see what actually happens. Uh, you got involved in a number of different aspects in addition to pharmacogenetic testing. You really inter interacted with the staff very, very well. Tell me a little bit about some of the people you work with and some of the things you would do on a regular day at the physician for RxVIP. Sure. So the physician's office that I was in, I was, you know, I helped support their staff for about three days out of the week. Um, so I, you know, worked with the medical assistants there as far as, you know, preparing the tests and letting them know which patients um, would need the test and, you know, also, you know, communicate that with the physician there as well, you know, to make sure that all of his patients were, um, were tested. What would you say the, the knowledge base was in the physician's office and with the staff on pharmacogenetic testing and the fact that this test actually does exist? Sure. So the, the biggest thing just to communicate is just the awareness of, of the test and just make sure that these physicians know that this test is available because it's, it's, it plays a key role in, you know, before they prescribe a medication to make sure that it is right for the patient. Did you find it a difficult dialogue to have with physicians or the staff or certainly the patients to show the benefit, the value of taking this test so that the doctor could get more information on their medication protocol. Sure. So it was great being in the physician's practice myself because I was able to administer the test, um, get all the information ready to send the test out, and then you know be able to see that physician use that test in their own practice um, to gauge medication therapies for their patients. I, that was just very important, you know, as a pharmacist or pretend pharmacist in May. Um, you know, to get that experience. Well, we believe you're a PharmD and a doctor of pharmacy, and you will graduate, and then you will get licensed, but you really don't need a license to care. And I think what you did in your environment here at RxVIP is you showed a tremendous amount of care, compassion, and empathy for the patients, because what you were doing actually helps them. So as we advocate for provider status, we need not only to talk the talk, which is so important to be an advocate, to be part of associations, to really speak volumes about why a pharmacist should be an advocate, uh, should be a provider, but you actually walk the walk as well because you did it right here in the physician that you work with. Exactly. So let me ask you another question. What were some of the areas of medical 
issues that patients who you saw were experiencing their problems? Was it, was it a broad base of diseases that you saw, or were there things specific that you picked up when you were talking to patients? Sure. So, I mean, uh, if you look at a general uh, pharmacogenetic test, the key areas where they sort of hit on are um, psychiatric medications, cardiac medications, and medications used for pain. Um, and I mean, I feel that most clinicians, that's their bread and butter. That's the key disease states that they deal with every day. It's true. And we see both when we're at retail, but certainly in this environment, that many times patients are taking medications to offset the side effects or problems they have with one medication. So we sometimes refer to it as the cocktail in psychiatric medication. It's very frustrating that patients sometimes really don't have a good handle on the ability to really feel better, and the medications sometimes don't help that process. So I wanted to do a little call out for uh, the College of Psychiatric and Neurological Pharmacists and a couple of other university at Buffalo uh, PharmD candidates who are not here today. Uh, Jessica and Zach uh, were both individuals who reached out to RxVIP. Jessica has done an IPI and an API with us, and Zach will be joining us uh, shortly. But both of these really future next generation PharmDs have been very uh, forward thinking in setting up student divisions at CPNP as to, to do what they can to assist pharmacists in getting involved in the uh, psychiatric aspect of managing the medications. So I wanted to say thank you to Zach and Jessica for setting up time for me to talk because that's a great organization. And it leads us to our next topic, uh, Connor, which is your personal involvement with a rollout in a very impactful patient care program that was starting just today. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing to impact patient care in nursing homes and assisted living facilities? Sure. So uh, we have the opportunity to um, engage with physicians in these long-term care and nursing home facilities. And sort of what the uh, role that I'm playing in this is to get them that first pharmacogenetic test um, to help with the rollout of them just receiving their first tests and completing the first tests on, you know, the first group of patients that these individual clinicians will be able to perform. Um, you know, and that the test will basically speak for itself after they get the results from that first test and really just lead a pathway of, you know, more pharmacogenetic testing being completed by these. Well, that's great because you need to take the first step and you are helping uh, the team that is rolling this out into 18 states and they're going to be impacting tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of patients over the course of a long-term program. And we're very fortunate to be working with another young future uh, PharmD, uh, she actually is a PharmD, Jessica, another Jessica, who's working with uh, that rollout and being the, the leader to get that initiative done. So you don't have to be old, you don't have to be through the wars of pharmacy, you don't have to feel that there's no future, you know, in the retail environment and you're horribly, you know, sick and tired of it. It's really an opportunity for anyone whether you're just entering the profession or whether you've been in the profession for a while, to bring pharmacogenetic testing into your practice. What we do here at PGX for Pharmacists is raise awareness that every pharmacist can be involved in pharmacogenetic testing. As a matter of fact, a few weeks ago, our senior management team went down to Florida 
uh, to uh, weather the nor'easter to get out of New York to go to Florida for the University of Florida Precision Medicine uh, Forum and Conference uh, March 8th through the 10th. And they really looked at the future, as which is now, in pharmacogenetic testing. They did a tremendous amount of clinical uh, assessment and role-playing and listening and researching about the genes involved and the enzyme pathways and alleles that really control the metabolism. It was truly a look inside the body for all of these disease states that uh, Connor mentioned, cardiology, pain management, psychology, and people like the Mayo Clinic, and of course the University at Florida are rolling out clinics. So if anybody thinks that pharmacogenetics is not here today, think again. And the fact that the next generation, the Connor LaForges and Jessica Costellos and other students who are looking to raise their bar and practice at the height of their license, we're very fortunate that we have those individuals here. Connor, you did something in the last couple of days that I thought was, in a word, extraordinary. Um, it's easy to follow directions and listen to teachers and mentors and, and follow a pathway, but you did something in the last couple of days that really will make an impact on patient lives and certainly in our business. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you uncovered in remote patient monitoring, which uh, you can share with our listeners? Sure. So remote patient monitoring is a billable Medicare service that used to be coupled with um, CCM, so chronic care management. It is now uh, separated as its own billing code. Um, and now what that will provide us as pharmacists to do is explore that um, data management for physicians for the patients um, in between office visits. That's extraordinary. So really, it's kind of like big brother watching for medication management, dealing with adherence, because obviously adherence is the devil when it comes to patient care. If patients don't take the medications that are prescribed, how can the physicians take care of them? So this code, uh, which you uncovered, allows the physician, and in this case, the pharmacist as a third party who's delivering that, um, that service, to raise reimbursements for the physician and ultimately be paid as a pharmacist for these services. So you actually saw it happen in real life because you uncovered it. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. It was very exciting. And then Connor dug even deeper into areas that I don't really uh, know as much about and found an app. Uh, and for me, uh, it was, you know, again, I'm not quite as up to that stuff as he is, but he found an app that would allow anyone to walk in and deliver this service uh, just on the palm of your hands. So I wanted to just say thank you to Connor for bringing more value and more knowledge to our rotation so the next uh, students that come will be able to learn even more. So thank you for that, Connor. Uh, part of medication uh, management when it's done remote is also about having the devices that are able to manage those medication. Because we see pill boxes at, at the retail stores and we see uh, reminders and things that are done to remind people to take their medication. But we have strategically aligned with a company called Star Alert, uh, which is, has the most comprehensive medication adherence monitoring system that I have personally ever seen. Connor, can you talk a little bit about what you saw 
for the Star Alert product as it was introduced to you in the course of your rotation? Sure. So the Star Alert product is a great, you know, medication therapy box, essentially, um, that will provide real-time um, connectivity um, to, um, a, uh, to a group of um, monitors. Um, and what that they will do is they will monitor how the medications are taken by the patient and, you know, send them a call if, hey, you know, you're 30 minutes late on your medication, like, don't forget to take your dose. And it'll beep when 30 minutes before a dose is due. And it'll basically sort of work with the patient to make sure that you know, they can stay on top of their medications. So it's really like big brother watching, but when big brother really cares about you. So just imagine the amount of people who are home struggling with the medication that they need to take at the right time, the doses they need to take to stay healthy. This product, and this is a whole line of products, but we were looking at some of their flagship products and the solutions that Star Alert has. This product will do an audio and video, you know, a visual alert that that medication, when you open up the, the compartment or don't open up the compartment, it will actually tell you that you're taking the right medication at the right time. Um, this company's been around for quite a number of years, about 15 plus. And uh, we are visiting that company uh, in the next couple of weeks to learn more about how a pharmacist can be involved in the intersection of this medication adherence protocol. That plus the code that Connor uncovered makes this another viable opportunity for pharmacists to be care providers. So um, maybe we'll get some notes on the, uh, on the product and some of the information uh, on the show notes. Uh, uh, and if we can, so others can learn more about what we are finding out. I want to do one more call out before we end to Jeanette Wick. She's a pharmacist who wrote a very, very compelling article in Pharmacy Times, I believe just today or yesterday. And it really was about identifying a toolkit for increasing adherence to antidepressants. It was a wonderful article if you haven't had a chance to read it. Perhaps we'll put it up on the notes section. But it really touched on, and we were speaking about it just a few moments ago, about depression, about the psychiatric drugs, about the population, which affects 17% of Americans, and really how difficult it is for them to manage their antidepressants. RxVIP will deal with chronic care management for anyone who has any chronic disease. But I just feel the need to really be responsive to antidepressant therapy, and to help those patients actually take the right medication, make sure they take it on time, and make sure it doesn't cause them uh, adverse, uh, adverse drug reactions. So many patients are reluctant to take antidepressants, uh, depressants, and it creates a very high rate of non-adherence. So when you're not taking an antidepressant, it really leads to some very high-risk outcomes. So patients who are not adherent during that first six weeks of therapy, these are particularly elevated in the risk factors that they do. So we want to find solutions for them so they can adhere to their antidepressive therapy early on. This way they continue to take their medication as prescribed and are more likely to recover from depression and avoid future relapse. People with chronic diseases are not happy. They're depressed. There are so many reasons for them not to take their medication. As RxVIP pharmacists, 
we want to uh, give them a reason that they really should take their medication and help them every step of the way. I want to mention that our future shows will include more student leaders like Connor. Uh, we believe in the next generation of FOMDs. It's critical that they think outside the box. And it's critical that they look at new areas to practice their career. Pharmacogenetics, chronic care management, wellness prescription checkups performed at the point of care. We're teaching that. And at the University of Buffalo, again, a call out you know, to Pete Brody, who has allowed us to do a very innovative appy where we can bring on as many patients, excuse me, as many students as possible to teach them about this amazing new opportunity in their career. So I wanted to say, if you're in the sound of our voice and you're a student, or you're a pharmacist, or you're anyone who's involved in patient care, the PGX for Pharmacists podcast on the Pharmacy Podcast Network is the place you want to be. My name is Ken Sternfeld. I want to thank Connor LaForge for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ken. It was my pleasure, and we will be with you to mentor you for everything you need for the rest of your career. I say thank you, have a nice day, and we'll see you next time on PGX for Pharmacists. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.